Hello, welcome to Skillshape, the positive gaming podcast from YMC Exeter. My name is Andy. And my name is Becky. And, um, yeah, I have no idea how long we've been trying to wrestle with this setup yeah. this morning. Trying to restart Tired. laptops. Yeah, and we're also trying to wrestle against our own energy and levels. Yeah, we're trying to get the energy out. We're quite tired. It is Friday. And it's, it's the start of term as well. Yeah. So yeah, perfect time to be tired because yeah. everyone else is feeling tired. Yeah. What have we got coming up? So, yeah, we've got... We're going to be talking about uh, Minecraft and educational games. Well, it is the start of term. It's yeah, time for it. Yeah, time to get some education going. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about that in the middle section. And we're also going to be talking about the classic game Ooh. in Andy's Game of the Week. Or... We've not quite decided which game yet. <laughs> we know. There's, there's two options. There's two options. We'll work out who. We'll work out before we get done. That's it. Um, but now it's, it's time, time, for... time for Gaming News. And now, Gaming News. Gaming News. Our first piece of gaming news this week is Roblox. The massively popular children's game Roblox has announced plans to launch on the Sony PlayStation consoles. Uh, Roblox has 60 million players a day, according to the firm, but it has come under criticism over concerns it poorly moderates its content. Other announcements include new ways to make characters, a communication tool called Roblox Connect, and a full release on Meta's VR platform Quest. Okay. It will be available on PlayStation 4 and 5 from in October 2023, with the game only previous be, previously being available on PC, mobile devices, and Xbox One consoles. All right, so two points here. Mm-hmm. Point number one is that the whole Roblox content moderation thing yeah. has been a... I'm trying not to say a thing. It has but been a thing. But it's been a thing <laughs> yeah. for a while. Um, yeah. There is um, lots of stuff online about kind of giving advice on how to manage it. Yep. Quite nicely. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm going to hazard a guess and say that people should Google Southwest Grid for Learning and look at their social media feeds. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know they share, well, I've seen that they share um, kind of guidelines and stuff yep. around, around keeping safe on Roblox on a fairly regular-ish basis yeah. uh, secondly this is quite a big deal for PlayStation yeah because families have been known to get an Xbox because of Roblox interesting so it would be interesting to see if it opens up kind of the family gaming mm-hmm. sphere a little bit we've always you know, I said we've always played family games on, on PlayStation never had a problem hmm. with that um, but I guess it will open up a new sphere of. It's interesting because they say we don't. But we'd... but you get game. But you get families buying an Xbox just, just for Roblox. Yeah, so it's interesting because for me, because it's obviously like PlayStation aren't necessarily known as a family friendly console. No. Um, and so this is like. We know how we talked about last week about how Nintendo were trying to compete with PlayStation. Do you feel like maybe it's starting to be a bit of the other way around as well? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, everyone wants... I mean, it's all about money at yeah. the end of the day. And yeah. that is about appealing to as wide a market as you possibly can. Yeah. And, yeah, so why not? Yeah, interesting. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see oh, if they go... with me. It's all about money at the end of the day. <laughs> it just, yeah, that was very cynical. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see whether they get 
more into the family gaming side of the market. One day I was positive. I'm sure I was more optimistic than that last time. Yeah. You're just going to play around and around your head. I feel we should move on before this turns into some sort of self-reflection podcast. Okay. Um, Our second piece of gaming news is Unity. Unity, the company behind the Unity video game engineering platform, uh, popular with indie gaming developers, (laughs) announced that it was changing its pricing models this week. It's been quite dramatic. The The changes included a pricing scheme that sought to charge developers on a per install basis for games that met specific downloads and revenue thresholds the gaming community did not respond well to this news saying that the unity is trying to squeeze money out of small developers the unit the new unity model could theoretically result in situations where developers would be on the hook for hundreds of thousands of dollars in fees without the revenue to pay for it many mm. many games developers are saying that they will now be switching platforms for development of their mm. games so yeah basically you've got a lot of game developers um finding out that they're basically going to be charged for having their games installed on people's gaming machines yeah and that's what the problem is yeah um so game developers are going oh this doesn't sound good yeah uh, I saw one take on it, which is basically um, everyone who speaks to Unity about this is finding out that actually it is worse than they think it is. Okay. Uh, there is, or the, the thing that they thought wasn't as bad is worse. Okay. There is a worse thing. Yeah. <laughs> and no, there is no good thing. Okay. Uh, there is concerns about how you might have some people just trying to replicate the install. Yeah. And so, therefore, charging the developer more. Yeah, with more. So, uh, um, there's questions about how this will be policed. There's questions about yeah. um, exactly how Unity yeah. going to know that their game engine has been installed on my PC, yeah. for example. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of not sure yeah. if I want that to happen. Yeah, and there were some comments about the fact that sometimes developers will download the apps to try and make sure they work. Hmm. And actually sometimes that will go back into redevelopment and then they'll have to download it again. And know is is there gonna be a cost for every um, time they download cost. it? Yeah. onto their phones to try and make sure it works um, yeah Unity have not had a good time with it no they've had to close a couple of their offices because of this um, because they were getting threats yes um, and so I mean we don't but like it was it's been Which very dramatic good. it's not been good but I mean a lot of decisions like this come from management yeah and come from the people who make the decisions on how a company should progress going forward. Yeah. I'm fairly certain I read something about how the current chief exec has made some comments previously about how um, game developers should just find ways to get more money out of gamers. Yeah. But a lot less polite and a lot more blunt Mm. than that as well it's not and it sounds like he's taken that ethos and applied it to unity and game developers Mm. are turning around saying uh no we're gonna go and do something else thank you very much yeah well i think it's understandable isn't it if you're a small developer you can't afford to have hundreds of thousands of Mm. dollars worth of fees before you have income oh yeah it's 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 hitting the smaller indie devs Terribly so. Yeah. It will also result in less 
like indie games on the market less mm. of these like smaller games that are actually some of them are the, like really good games that you play a lot like we play a lot and actually like these good the games that are probably some of the best developed games mm. because the small industries are actually where these these really good games are coming from yeah and it is just small indie devs who do a lot of game making for the love of it and for the love of community yeah. around it and um, yeah they also change the way games are made like in these mm. the small indie developers are the ones that will put take risks take more risks whereas big companies are less inclined to take risks yeah indie developers are more inclined to take more risks because it could mean more profits for them mm. and actually that's how gaming moves on that's how gaming moves forward and actually if you stop that then that's gonna win the industry as a whole i feel we could rant yeah. all day on this yeah. We, and we probably shouldn't. Yeah, no, we should move on. Um, <laughs> our final piece of gaming news is that new funding has become available from the government. Okay. Creative developers and studios can now bid for new cash from a multi-million pound government-funded scheme to turn their new video games into a market leaders. As part of the government's plan to maximise the potential of the creative industries, the UK government fund has been boosted by an extra £5 million of government funding to support domestic studios to scale up grants. Alongside new con uh, content, the UK FG, the UK Games Fund, uh, Fund Game, FGF, um, will continue to award grants of up to £30,000 to young video game developers and early stage studios to turn their drawing board ideas into working prototype games and showcase them to investors. The new fund will provide DK studios with £50,000 to £150,000 grants to support development of intellectual property, property, allowing companies to attract investment and reach new stages of growth. Okay. Yep. I'll... I'm, I'm, I'm going to say a few things, but before I say that, I'm going to say I would like to know more detail. Okay. Before I'm too... In case I come across too optimistic. Mm -hmm. Because the word that, came, that comes to mind here is opportunity. Yeah. And if you have people in your life, or if you are someone who is keen on developing um, game development skills... Yeah. Then know there is more money in that marketplace yeah, yeah. to kind of assist you with that and yeah hopefully that money finds its way to people who are who could do with it to yeah. help develop those skills yeah yeah it's interesting so this has come from a government website mm -hmm. so this isn't a new fund okay it's a fund that has been added to so this is right. an so this is a fund that has been added to specifically to encourage people to uh, develop games that are in development into actual games basically okay um so it's just been it's just so been if you're someone to, who is developing a yeah. game but you yeah. but you're struggling to kind of make that game next yeah. step yeah into sort of the marketplace basically okay. it's that sort of funding um it is it does sound good but like we we've talked a lot about how um, the UK games market has been affected by I think more sort of things recently in terms mm. of, of activism blizzard yeah, and okay. that kind of thing and actually the money that they're losing might not make up for the money that they're gaining so but I guess we'll see we'll see forward. how it turns yeah. out it's a lot of like that with gaming at the moment 
And money. Yeah. And that's the end of gaming news. Right. It's September. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we all know what September means, right? Back to school. Back to school. They went back to school last week. Yes, yes. But last week, Starfield was also released. Okay, and, and we, you well, needed to talk about Starfield. Well, I felt like, you know, Starfield, okay. school. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so what are we talking about this week then? Not talking about Starfield. We're talking about lessons. Lessons, okay. We're talking about education. Right. And we're talking about how video games can be part of that. Yeah. Uh, educational video games. Yeah. Now. Okay. And we're going to look at three, four. I've not looked my notes anywhere near okay. enough. Yep. Over the last five yeah. minutes. Uh, we're looking at three, four games that have some sort of educational elements in mm-hmm. without being, you know, to over an educational game first things first Mm -hmm. and it has to be the game that we were talking about just now okay Minecraft oh gosh Minecraft okay so Minecraft right is more than just digging and getting lost (laughs) and appearing in the sky for no reason or um, lassoing pigs and taking them flying Mm mm-hmm no pigs were harmed in the making of this podcast. Yeah. Or anything like that. <laughs> There's also a programming element that can be included. Yeah. So you can, like, like make switches and things like that. Okay. Uh, you've got, which, and if, if, if you are um, wondering how the whole switch element works as education, uh, it's very kind of basic logic, um, if if this happens, then that happens. Yeah, it's it's the start of programming lessons mm-hmm. for kids basically, yep. which is great. There's a blast of creativity in there. You've got problem solving thrown in, and yeah, I mean some some people, yeah, also reckon it helps to build empathy. Okay, and digital citizenship as okay. well. But that is probably if you're going to go down the kind of multiplayer online kind of yeah. stuff. You can create your own kind of Minecraft world, which okay. you kind of invite people to. Yeah. And that could be where the whole digital citizenship nice. comes into play. Uh, my experience with Minecraft is not great. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that we both kind of go, oh, we were like, go, oh, we should really get into. And then uh, neither of us do it because it's so. I don't really understand what's happening when so, I try and play it. My daughter normally plays it on the tablet when we're travelling. Yeah. And I think she's kind of got to point that that's where she plays it. Yeah. So the other day when I thought, I kind of want to spend like a Saturday. Yeah. Actually. Because there, there, there is quite a few bits involved with Minecraft. Yeah. You know, you could... Uh, go into like the sandbox world and just create and things like that I say just create it's great mm-hmm. um, but there's also other options about how to kind of invite friends and yeah build your own world and share your world and things like that and I'm like I kind of want to know how to do that mm-hmm. when I suggest doing that to my daughter she's like nah I want to do this <laughs> alright right, you can help fine. me <laughs> fine fine <laughs> Fine. Okay. Second one. Yep. 
Lego welds. Okay. Now you may see this in like uh, supermarket uh, video game shelves. It's one of the big Lego games for the Switch. Basically, imagine Minecraft. <laughs> I'm imagining it. Imagine how Minecraft has been described as Lego for computer games. Yeah. Imagine L- Minecraft, but Legoized. Yeah. So kind of the Lego game charm. Okay. And I think he kind of talks you through it a bit nicer as well. Okay. Yeah, that was my one thing with Minecraft was there were no instructions on how to use it. They just sort of throw you in and assume that you know what you're doing. Um, and I don't know what I'm doing with Minecraft. And I just dig holes. That's what happens. I dig holes and I don't know why I'm digging holes. Just oh, did you ever like dig so far you went into the lava? No, I, well, maybe. I don't know. But I got bored because I was like, I don't know why I'm digging holes. And I can't work out what I'm supposed to be doing to stop myself from digging holes. So I just get to the point where I'm like, well... Like, stop, stop digging stop holes. holes. Start making things. Okay. It's just... Oh, it's com- it's so complicated. Steep. Um, but yeah, so Lego, I imagine, is probably like having the sort of tutorial bit of it. It's quite useful. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird voiceover man type. Yeah narrator voice that kind of talks you through it and uh, it helped me out yeah okay next thing yeah not really a game but any but any game that kids are kind of attracted to that require reading to yes. get through we've talked about this before we've talked about Animal uh, Crossing before yeah talked about how actually daddy got it was getting a little bit frustrating having to come in every time yeah. to read something yes um perfect opportunity for kids to actually get that confidence yep. to read what's on the screen for themselves yep. and if you want information on that the literacy trust did a um a review of young people's reading skills over covid and found that uh, young people that were playing video games that required subtitles, learned to read quicker than young people that didn't, for example. Mm, mm. Um, and that stuff's all on the Literacy Trust website. You can find okay. that. And actually, it's really interesting information about if you're a parent and you're thinking, oh, these, they might be playing too many computer games, you can understand that they are learning stuff from that. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm kind of torn between which way to go next. So I'm going to go with task-orientated games. Okay. I don't know about you. Sometimes it feels a bit of a, I kind of want that thing done. I just want to do that thing. Yeah. But I know that in order for that thing to happen, I need to do this thing and this thing and this thing. And I would argue that that's a bit of a life skill to at Mm -hmm. least appreciate and to learn. And, you know, task oriented games are great kind of building up that understanding. So games like Stardew Valley. Yeah. In that, and, it's, and it can be very simple, like, in order to unlock this thing, I need to find this fish, this fish, this mm. fish, and this fish. Yeah. And potentially get the money together for this fishing rod and mm. so on and so forth. And just building up that kind of logical kind of building blocks yeah. that can help to guide through life. Last one. Mm-hmm. Bit of a curveball. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, you know. Maybe not for the very young children. Well, well. Okay. Bear with me here. Okay. Because Assassin's Creed generally is one of those games where you just go around and be be an assassin, right? Yep, because it's called Assassin's Creed. And uh, occasionally 
um, having fallout fights and yeah maybe that one isn't for really young ch- children yeah but um, you've got the discovery mode um, mm-hmm. which is which can come separately yeah um, so you can like download Assassin's Creed Valhalla discovery and Origins discovery mm-hmm. and what these are is that they are very historic kind of uh, walkthroughs of that era mm-hmm. so it's a way to just to walk around uh, historic Egypt mm-hmm. um, walk around a Viking village yeah and get a tasteful life and what activities people might be up to and all that sort of stuff and have some sort of interactive history lesson yeah whilst actually playing a computer games well nice which yeah, is yeah. is somewhat more engage can well, mm. can be somewhat more engaging yeah. than a uh, school yeah. lesson. But on that note, mm-hmm. so I've been going through this book from a uh, uh, author called Doctor Naomi Fisher called Changing Our Minds: How Children Can Take Control of Their Own Learning. Yeah, and a quote that um, yeah just leapt out at me was. For so she's referring to another author who did a study uh, looking at why gaming seems to be engaging, but schools not so much. Yeah. So for Curry Knight, the author, um, it boiled down to three things: video games combined learning, practice, and evaluation in quick succession, while school separates these things yeah so a video game a video game you learn how to do a task you practice it you evaluate how good you are at it Mm. by if you move on to next level fight foot boss Mm. or find or complete the task or quest or whatever it is you're doing It's interesting, I was chatting to my cousin, who's mm. a teacher, about this, uh, about, mm. well, video games, using video games at schools. And, uh, like, a lot of the arguments, they don't have resources for that kind of thing, and that's fine. Uh, I completely understand schools. No, oh, yeah, but, totally, okay, totally what, schools. Yeah. Totally support schools. Well, the conversation teachers. was, was, actually, most teachers will accept that gaming can could be a really educational tool mm. if they could have the resources to be able to use totally. it in school. Mm. And so actually, like, maybe we need to be encouraging people to look into gamings in schools and see how it fits into educational practices and educational curriculums in schools to try and incorporate it in, into more young people's lives. Um, because you know it can teach young mm. people good things. So, yeah, I think it's all really interesting. If a uh, schools minister happens to be uh, mm. seeing this, would or love. if you are a school, it just needs to be a Zoom. Yeah, if you are a school that. and you would like some help with gaming stuff, mm-hmm. the YMCA. Well, if you're in Exeter and you're a school, maybe not quite so far away, but the YMCA, we've got gaming equipment we could mm. lend to schools and stuff. So if you are a school watching this or an education somebody that works in a school watching this. Um, let us know and maybe we could come and help you with some and there you have it people we might have had a unofficial announcement just then yeah <laughs> on that note it's now time for Game of the Game Week, of the week. <laughs> so now it's time for Becky's Game what? of the Week it's outrageous we've turned it all around I, I am proud of you yeah I'm saying I'm proud of me too Excellent. so I have been playing Child of Light which, which is an awesome game we have talked about 
previously on yeah. previous podcasts. I've been playing it. I I bought it ages ago mm. and then just haven't had an opportunity to play it. So what's Child of Light about? Um, so it's about a little girl. Okay. Who, uh, she dies in the beginning of the game. <laughs> Theoretically. <laughs> yeah. She, um, she gets sick in the game and then... Potentially just falls unconscious. She might do. Yeah. I haven't got to the end of the game yet, so Andy's trying to, like, give me no spoilers and stuff. But so she falls unconscious, she gets sick in the beginning of the game. She does get sick in the beginning of the game, I know that's Mm. all in the narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then she falls into this realm of, uh, like, monsters and into, like, this shadow world. Mm -hmm. And it's all about her trying to get back to her dad, Mm -hmm. who is... Uh, in the real world mm-hmm. um, and so the whole journey is her trying to get back to her father basically mm-hmm. uh, and it sort of takes place I guess I think you're calling it the underworld but it was like it's a bit like in a weird sort of it's some sort of fairy tale fairy, version yeah. of Eastern Europe she flies in the bit, bit of a little like she gets wings and starts yeah. flying around and uh, there's lots of monsters to fight it's a really funny it's kind of it's a bit like uh, noir 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 is yeah. that the right word it's very like um, the, the graphics on it are very sort of they're quite they're quite 2D mm. but it's really beautiful like the game uh, itself is really beautiful you're going to put the thing the video up and you haven't no um, but it's very beautiful it's very like um, yeah it's, the, it's very clear the graphics but I really enjoyed it so I had some time off over the summer and um, in the summer I played I haven't finished it yet, but I played a big chunk of it. You can see it now. It's just come up behind us on YouTube. There we go. Um, so it's very, I think it's really pretty, but you do spend quite a lot of time fighting monsters. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of turn-based combat into yeah. in that. Yeah. Kind of, it's almost British in, in its approach in that you take yeah. one turn to fight the monsters yeah. and then the monsters fight you yeah. and you've got to decide what kind of thing you're going to use. Yeah. Yeah, it's very. I really enjoy it. I haven't got. I haven't got to the end of it yet because I've only had a limited amount of holiday. I am going on holiday in a couple of weeks, and I. I am assuming that during those couple of weeks, I will finish this game. Um, because I've got time already. off. Yeah, well, I, I didn't like, have. I can't believe you had time off. Time off. Well, I had the same amount of time off when, as you in the summer, but I believe. haven't. I'm going off for two weeks, so I'm so excited. Um, but. Three. I'm off for two weeks of work, but I'm off for three Fridays. And that is the time that yeah. matters. Um, so you can get this game on most platforms, I presume. I'm like not the expert on this. I am going to say most platforms as well. Yeah. I'm going to say Switch. I'm going to say definitely PC. Um, I'm going to hazard a guess and say PS4 and possibly Xbox One. Yeah, I got it on the sales. Also, it was relatively cheap. They do. It's one of those mm. games that's quite old, so actually you can get it relatively cheaply. Yeah. Don't buy this game full price. Wait, look out for it on sale. Sale, yeah. Because it could be just a couple of quid. Yeah, it's but it's a really good game, and I really enjoyed it. So there you go. That's cool. my game of the week. And that's all the time we have for today. Uh, he says, "Oh, we've not quite hit half an hour yet. It's fantastic." <laughs> so yes. that is probably time for us to finish off yep uh, please find us on all social media platforms either at YMCA Exeter Games or at YMCA Exeter um, please don't forget to subscribe like, click like and subscribe yeah. on YouTube as well and uh, thank you for watching 